2: born in hard time, Mississippi,
3: surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty, his parents give him love and affection
1: to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough. Watch radio 929 the game, 929 It game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, fourth day of February. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. And a good morning to you, beautiful people. Remember, this morning is all beautiful people. they all, all beautiful. All beautiful people this morning in Villa Rica. In Villa Rica. Villa Rica. the Wildcats. Played golf out there. Did you? With, with Chief Brandon. Okay. I couldn't have played worse, and my shoe broke. <laughs> but it was a great course. It was, it was, it was an, it was a nice course. It was, you know, yeah. it was a nice
3: course. Yeah, it we it, just, it, it's not that. nice course just wasn't nice to you.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I don't complain about my golf game because it's yeah. one of those you just can't win. I'll go out and shoot one. Anybody who plays golf does not understand oh, why you have days like you have that make you smile and go mm-hmm. home and just, mm-hmm. you know, big old grin on your face, and then you can't keep it on the fairway the next time out.
3: It's one of them things you go and you hit one or two shots and that brings you back. Yeah, well, that's you why know, they have the go, phrase. Do. You know, it's you a golf shot. Two shots like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got this and that, right, and that, that 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 brings you back. Uh,
1: <laughs> we are we are giving you throughout the show today uh, songs from uh, Grammy award winning songs, and came back with that one. Noel picked that one. Would you please join us before your segment?
3: I think I remember the, the Grammys from that year because that was the one where Stephen Wonder had like a, 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 a armful of. Seventy three, I may have been. I mean, he just had a billion, like he walked off the stage, with a bunch <laughs> like of, Michael and Quincy. Yeah, like a whole armful of them things, man. Uh. <laughs> well, it
1: wasn't the it wasn't the record of the year, but it, well, I'll tell you what, Noel, come on in here. Hey, what did you choose? You now you played a song of the year, right?
2: I played a song from the album of the year. Oh, the album of the year. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I cheat a little bit. That's all right. Okay. No, that'll work. All right, all
3: right.
1: Yeah. The album of the year. But, it, what, you know, that particular song or Stevie that, you know, that you played. Um, was uh, that Living song? for the City? Living no, the no, city. no, no. I know the song.
2: The oh, alb- you mean the album. Intervisions
1: Intervisions Okay. Because I was thinking about, you know, songs in the, songs key, the key of life, of life and all that. Yeah. But um, I'm looking here. He probably cleaned up with, with, with um wow. He probably cleaned up with song of the year, so, okay. but record of the year, Stevie Wonder didn't win one record of the year in the seventies. Really, really, yeah. record of the year goes to the artist, okay, as opposed to the song of the year, which goes to the the songwriter. And you know that he writes all this stuff, so he oh, probably man, got
3: yeah. all. Oh, goodness. But
1: yeah, I'm serious. He got
3: none record of the years in the 70s, as and, far as the Grammys and was on every radio station d- all day, <laughs> <laughs> every day. Stevie was, <laughs> Stevie Wonder was d- on. It's amazing how now. Either you hear him doing duets or sitting in on people's. I, mean, you, I don't know the last time he recorded something. You know, was with songs with him singing. Mm-hmm. He he comes in and he does a duet or he sits in with somebody or yeah. or he sits in and plays harmonica on something. You know, so which is kind of neat. If you see one that says, "Well, send me that over." Okay, I'm I'm, I'm a, I'm a you know, send me the track. I'm gonna sit this harmonica. I'm gonna hit a few licks on it. There for you and send it back to you. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> you know, that's, yep. that's 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 kind of where he's at right now. So I mean, that's
2: that's cool. Now uh, as you said that Sam, you got me wondering if Usher gonna bring um, gonna bring Stevie out for the Super Bowl.
1: He's it? gonna be bringing. The word was that he is going to be paying tribute to R and B artists. Didn't say what decade. Didn't say when uh, he's going to be paying tribute to them.
2: Well, you know Stevie's on Confessions with the with the harmonica, okay. so that's why I say you might yeah, that's Stevie. what I'm saying. You know, might slide out there.
1: That's that's
3: where he's at right now.
1: I'm gonna ask you guys a question. And I want your honest answer. And when I tell you I'm going to when I tell you it, you're going to have your mouth open. I shouldn't even said it with all that. But from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, as far as the Grammys, how many record of the years do you think Stevie Wonder won? In those three decades, 60s, 70s and 80s, how many record of the years did Stevie Wonder get as far as the Grammys?
2: One in probably 19
1: in in the 60s. Okay, you said in the 60s and you said one. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Sam?
3: Uh, I'm thinking probably about. I'm thinking probably about six or seven.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been my guess. Um, I, I, and I want to double check here because I just could not believe this. But again, record of the year goes to the singer, not the singer and songwriter. Of those three decades, Stevie Wonder got a total of zero record of the years.
2: That's about right. Because if you look at the decades, we black people would have just been like nominated and on, on segregated radio in the 60s. The 70s went to progressive rock and, and disco. The 80s went to progressive rock and dance music and rap. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, this
1: breakdown. Go ahead. Keep going. The, the
2: window, kind of as crazy as it sounds, the window is not there for Stevie Wonder to win a record of the year. Think about it. Marvin Gaye, I think, only has two Grammys total. I think Aerosmith's been nominated for 14 and only has four.
1: I kind of get that reasoning, and, and, and I'm with you to a point. I think it's broken down a little bit more as you talk about the rate because the Grammys don't don't take radio play into consideration when they're giving out the awards. They have a they have a body of people who vote. Now you can they talk do, about that, but and then you know we we've seen that with the Oscars, right? He's so,
2: in Oscars, All-Star the, voting, Pro people, Bowl. It's the people it's, who are yeah, It's, it's the people whoever, who whatever you're listening or watching but that you're voting for.
1: I'm, I'm just telling you, when it comes to record of the year, he got zero. And it just makes you want just blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, well, how did this happen? Anyway, uh, throughout the day, we're going to be playing you um, stuff from that day. You know what also happened on this day? What's that? Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, may he rest in peace, achieved a record on this day he hosted three at the same time, simultaneously hosted three American game shows. Whoa. 1991, he got this record. Uh, he hosted Jeopardy. He hope, hosted a show I don't even remember watching or hearing about, Classic Concentration. And he hosted To Tell the Truth. Wow. <laughs> so he had a record. All of those. Yeah, man. There you, there you go. Um all right, man, listen, I don't know what is going on out there. Kyle Sandy gave us a great view of what's going on with high school basketball yeah, from some... from top to bottom, but uh, I know there's other little nuggets that you got your, your focused on.
3: Other stuff to bring up. First of all, run down some college basketball scores. Uh, from yesterday, uh, Georgia fell. I mean, Georgia been rolling right along, and South Carolina beat some 72-62. Uh, Tech, after coming off the big win over North Carolina, goes up to NC State, and they fall to the Wolfpack 82 82- Uh, 76. Kennesaw State, and we talked about this with John Betnarowski yesterday, the Owls had had lost three in a row, make that four in a row. Yikes. Eastern Kentucky comes in and beats them 86-76 final score. Georgia State men continue to struggle. Uh, Troy beats them 78-74, but the Georgia State women had a chance to to, uh, to broadcast their game yesterday against Georgia Southern and it was 74-49. Georgia State women are playing great ball. The alma mater, the alma mater, I'm sporting sport, my, sport, sport, sport my, my cap today. Oh, okay, it, I see that. Right, right now. Uh, uh, well, winners, <laughs> they beat them folks down But But what may be the last time that they go to Valdosta to play since West Georgia's moving up to D1, um, So and is not coming along. So uh, West Georgia wins 76-72.
2: Valdosta. <laughs> I
3: thought well, she saw. We don't feel so. sorry for them. <laughs> we don't feel, we do not, we do not feel sorry
0: for them. Hang on a second. What? What's the
1: beef with her? What? what? How come she got a problem. Well, you got a problem with Valdosta. No. That's
2: our rival. That's, well, that's, it was because we're going D1. we are going D1. So D1 I, guess we're I getting know, but D1. why are
1: you saying uh, all
2: that? I, I'm, I'm making fun of Valdosta because they're not oh, coming man. D1. Not we,
3: not we're we're moving
2: beyond them. Yeah, right. You know,
3: so going to Valdosta to play. It's barely the last time that uh, that West Georgia will do that, unless Valdosta well, elevates themselves to Division One. 72 final. Nineteen and two. The Wolves are eighth ranked in the country. They've won ten straight. Uh, and shout out on February seventeenth. They're having uh, they're inviting the alumni back. This is the fiftieth anniversary of West Georgia winning its basketball national championship. They won the NAIA championship in 1974. I always love to brag that West Georgia is the one college in the state that has won a national championship in football and basketball. ain't nobody else done that. Uh, And so they're going to have a a reunion with those players who are going to come back, including, I guess, easily the most distinguished uh, basketball alum, Clarence Foots Walker, who played for many years with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, He's due to be back as well. So that's happening on February 17th. Uh, Down, I got some college football notes for you. Kennesaw State got their football schedule handed to them this week from Conference USA, and all I can say is, ouch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, they're they're stepping up. They're stepping up. You know, they're stepping up in the the, the group of five. And and, you know, I'm looking at the schedule. They're starting out in San Antonio, Texas, against Texas San Antonio. Louisiana Lafayette, they're gonna play them. Matter of fact, they're gonna they come again. they're gonna come to get us all to play. <laughs> then they're gonna go out to San Diego State. Uh they got uh Tennessee Martin Jacksonville, and then you go to the month of October. And what I was talking about with Bett Narowski is the month of October, they played no games on Saturday. The October 4th, they got Jacksonville State on a Friday night. They got October fifteenth, they got Middle Tennessee State on a Tuesday night. Uh, October 23rd, they have Liberty on a Wednesday night. <laughs> and, play, and then they play Western Kentucky October 30th, also on a Wednesday night. So for the whole month of October, they're playing during the week. It's like the Mac, you know? <laughs> yeah. it, it is. It, it's like it's like Western Michigan against Bowling Green or, or somebody. So that's, that's who they have. And the rest of their schedule, they got Texas, El Paso, Sam Houston. Those guys are really tough. Uh, Florida I- International and Louisiana Tech. Uh, also, uh, football news: They settled on the coach over at the house. When I say the house, I means in Morehouse, Morehouse and someone that we know uh, very well from the area and formerly former Atlanta Falcons player. Congratulations to Terrence Mathis; he is the new head football coach, Morehouse Tigers. And we're gonna get coach. We're gonna get coach on with us here one morning. He used to
1: a have. A, he, he used to dip a toe in the NASCAR.
3: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And he I don't know if he's still again. there. Or, you, you know, know he was well, he he, he got to be busy doing what he's doing. Over well, I mean now, but now. I mean since and, 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 this was a while ago. The thing of it is, he's kind of behind the eight ball. Wednesday is signing day, Ooh. so he he got some he got some work to do. He you know he's got to be reaching out to some folks and and that 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 type of thing. But I'm sure he's enthusiastic. Um, he's getting and,
1: compensated and, nicely, so being busy but, is probably what he wants right
3: being now. Being busy, and you know, he's a product of the Cab County, went to Redan High School. Uh, if, you walk, if you walk into the, if you walk into their hall of intimidation, they got his stuff. The hall of intimidation. Yeah, it okay. Re's got a hall of intimidation. I didn't man. know that. Okay, you tell walk, me about you it. You walk through the door and you got Terrence Mathis stuff here. You got Kevin Butler stuff over here. You got. Wally us stuff over here, you walk in there, to get So,
1: okay, Terrence Mathis played what position then? Was he – he I think he's wide, wide receiver.
3: He receiver. May, may, may even play a little quarterback.
1: There. Okay, a little quarterback, wide receiver, I'll give you that. But then a kicker and a and – a, and a, what was the other Baseball one? player. And a, and a first baseman.
3: Yeah, man. Not, the, not it, that
1: Intimidating position. Well, it
3: is. I mean, no, but I mean you <laughs> okay. walk through the case, you get all that, all that stuff. Famous people, yeah, yeah i give you that. Oh, yeah, now. I haven't been over to read it. Ain't done some stuff over there. Okay, <laughs> so so that's that's, that's that's just it. So we look forward to getting uh, getting Coach on with us here sometime in the not too distant future.
1: Hey, I got I got a, a song of the year. I want you to play. I'm gonna give it to you, and it's gonna take us back. But listen, Stevie, zero songs of the year in the '70s from the Grammys. I'm looking at this right now. They, I mean, he got a bunch of stuff, but it must have been just for the albums. But looking through the decades, Stevie got zero. Song of the Year awards.
2: See, I just look at it as Stevie has so many hits on those albums that we couldn't even do Song of the Year. You, yeah. you got to get the Album of the Year because you got too many hits. And
1: and you know, it's just it, it, it's funny. <laughs> I got one for you that's gonna take you back. It's uh is, is pretty good. Um, also today was the day that Pete Rose got banned. Really, twelve to zero vote, um, to ban him for betting on baseball, and I don't know what this means, but. There's some guys who very, two very famous people got handed a decision on this day. Pete Rose and OJ. The civil trial ended. He, Whoa. he got, he was held liable. Yeah. And that decision was on this particular day. So you know, there you go. We, Stuff that happened on February
3: 4th. We got a prominent birthday of someone here in, here in town.
1: Oh, speak, go, okay. Before you do the prominent, let's end with the prominent one. Because I want to tell you what happened yesterday. We got that call. Okay. It was Max's birthday. Oh, really? It, Max, our former producer called, and he and he, and he f- finished The Sopranos, and he wanted to let us know that. And so he was telling me all this sort of stuff, and he goes, oh, by the way, Greg, it's my birthday today. <laughs> Max is 26. All right. You want to redo 26? Ooh.
3: Yeah. Yeah, me too. It would be nice. Think would about be, it. wouldn't it. be bad. Yeah. So who's the prominent birthday no, that you no, were going to talk oh, about? Today is uh, Henry Louis Aaron's birthday.
1: Really? Yes.
3: And we kind of mentioned that last night at the Marquise Grissom event, kind of ironic that he's doing something to get African-American boys to really, you know, pursue baseball whatnot. And it comes the night before uh, the birthday and Karen's birthday. Okay. Yeah,
1: man. All right. Uh Terrell Thomas is going to join us next and for the second week in a row, we're going to bypass his intro music cuz there's stuff going on. <laughs> we need to play some other music. He'll understand. But we got to talk a bit about these Hawks this game last night, the winning streak that they are on from these Urban Times. Again, Mr. Terrell Thomas. And and at some point you've got to mention his daughter and her debut last week too. Yeah, she That was, was special. Yeah. Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 The Game 929TheGame.com take us with you on the Odyssey app little O.C. Smith. Oh,
4: God didn't make little green apples, it don't rain in Indianapolis in the summertime.
1: On this Grammy Sunday, Song of the Year, 1969. There's no such thing as Dr. Seuss, Disneyland, Mother Goose is no nursery rhyme. Little Green Apples, and I knew this would get Mr. Crenshaw singing. Little Green Apples. (laughs) I knew it would, man, and if I wasn't talking, I'd be doing it too. That's what we're doing throughout the morning here. Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And yeah, we put your theme song, intro music in our back pocket today, but we knew you would understand as we welcome Terrell Thomas on These Urban Times. Good
4: morning, buddy. How are you? Morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'm doing well. How's everyone
1: You like You like that song? You, you, you heard that? You know, I know you, you ain't kind of young. But he probably ain't heard that He song. ain't know nothing about that, do you? He you know, know anything about O.C. Smith? No,
4: I, I actually I, I have heard, I've heard my dad, I've heard my grandpa playing that song on, riding on the weekend sometimes. So that actually brought back a few memories. I, I am familiar. That's what we're here for.
1: That's exactly what we're here for on the Sunday morning. Listen, first of all, I, I want to just go back to what you provided for us and our show last week. And, and and I want to ask you quickly before we get into the hawks and all of that stuff, what was your family? What did your family do to to Selah or or the conversations that happened after Sayla was on our show last week?
4: Well, we we gave her a lot more encouragement, uh, a lot of praise, and uh, we were just extremely proud of her. You know, as she continues her journey to become a young reporter or whatever God has in store for her, as, as she continues to grow out here. Um, but she was she was just so ecstatic throughout the entire day. We listened to it over and over. So <laughs> <See>? um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so so we, we uh, again. I, I thank you. I know my family thanks you. and She thanks you as well. Um, but we just continued. We went back, and she, she I kind of critiqued herself on some things, and where she said, you know, if I'm on air again, I'll do this different and that different. So it was it was a great learning <laughs> oh, experience. <so laughs> uh,
1: You've gone from correspondent <laughs> to agent.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, that's going to be his role us, anyway. Know. Yeah, you're going to be the agent, right? Yeah. You know. LeVar Ball, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> uh, no,
1: you don't want to do that. <laughs> Karell Thomas, these Urban Times, joined Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game. 929 TheGame.com. Just real quick, if you weren't with us last week, uh, his daughter, Sayla, came on the show. And said, "And we're going to do this moving forward. We, we were supposed to get some sound this week. We did, and I'm going to wait until we, we get the sound. But we are going to offer those of you in our audience that have kids 13 years and under in your family that think they are a future broadcaster we want them to put together a 1 minute 1 minute and a half little sports report and the cool thing about what Sayla did is she she ended it she went national she went she went yeah, to football yeah, man. yeah she went to football she went to basketball and then the thing that next sam off his chair Terrell, was when she went and in local news <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all right now <laughs> in local news and then she talked about a little brothers game that was that was epic right there Anyway, my man, you had yourself a, a, a very special night last night. And, I mean, Sam, we had talked about this this morning. Well, the
3: last two nights. Well, that's true. The last two nights have been special. And uh,
4: you had to wait a while for the one last night, though, overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Special, special moment. Our Hawks have been rolling. I think this. I. I it would be easy to say that this has been their toughest stretch thus far. It's certainly their toughest home stretch uh, as We've welcomed LeBron James in the town. We've welcomed Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill in the town. Uh, last night, Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors were in town. And our Hawks are rolling. They've, they found a way to knock off all of those teams. But it was a very special night. We saw Trey Young continue to show the NBA world why he should be an all-star without a doubt. Steph Curry made history dropping 60 points in a Overtime loss last night to our Hawks. So it was it was a great night, but as you mentioned, we had we had to wait around a little while because uh, we got we got some overtime play.
3: I think fans got the best of both worlds. They wanted to come and see Steph Curry have a great game, but they also wanted to see the Hawks get the win one forty one to one thirty four. They did. Now afterwards, after afterwards, folks, Terrell had a chance to sit in the press conference with Steph Curry and ask him something very important about his night.
4: He tied Kobe Bryant, rather. Uh as the second player to score sixty points over age of thirty five. I don't know to date you or anything like that. Uh, second game on a back to back. What what type of zone were you in tonight, you know, trying to get your team this victory and having such a phenomenal performance? Uh that's pretty cool. And, uh, is that that was his last game? Yep. That's special. Granted we lost. It's frustrating obviously not coming away with the win knowing Couple plays here, couple plays there. It's a different outcome, and you we're know,
3: celebrating an individual performance like that. But it just adds to the frustration of our season. Nice, very nice, very well done,
4: very well done. Quite, quite, quite timely, right? Yeah, it was. It, it, it all worked out pretty well. And as he was, uh, his, his career high is sixty-two. So as we, he was getting close last night. I was saying to myself. Oh, he may drop 60. and You know how we all sit on media Road. I was talking to some guys at halftime. I said, I got a feeling Steph's going to go for 50 tonight. So, I mean, he surpassed that for sure. Um, But the beautiful thing was we got to watch a little NBA history. Uh, I enjoyed speaking with Steph and and giving him that nugget. But the most important feat of the night, our Hawks are now
1: 4-0. Yeah, but then we – so isn't it mind-boggling that they are going through this streak? They go through LeBron. They go through Kevin Durant. They go through Steph and their teams after they have a four-game losing streak on the heels of a three-game winning streak. So, again, it's maddening going into the All-Star break What to try to put your finger on what type of team we've got here. We know they can play with the big dogs in this league. But how do how do you capsulize what we're seeing right now out of this team? Or should we just sit back, not try to analyze it, and just enjoy it?
4: I think we should do a little of both. I mean, you've said it well throughout this entire season. So I have to uh, tip my hat and give you credit for this because... The Hawks do. They play down the competition, and they play up the competition. I think at this point, it's quite obvious because on any given night, they can go out there and beat the you know the former NBA champs, and then on any given night, they could lose to the worst team in the NBA. But I do think right now, this is the time for us to really just marvel at what they're doing. They've won seven out of their last 11 games, so it does seem that they're finally turning a page. And Trey Young mentioned the other night that the guys are finally getting comfortable with each other. There were a few injuries at the beginning of the year. They, they were still pretty much learning Coach Quinn's system, and he feels like now they're really getting comfortable with each other. Jalen's getting adjusted to actually getting minutes out there. His teammates are getting adjusted to him. We're starting to see DeJounte and Trey really form a, a nice combination in the backcourt. So it seems at the right time, and, and you've also stated this before, this all-star break, as we as we approach the all-star break, the, the, the cream starts to rise to the top and we start to see the more dominant teams and some of the, the better teams in the NBA start playing a little bit more efficient basketball and I think that's exactly what we're seeing from the Hawks right now.
3: Spending the time on the waitforit.com hotline with Terrell Thomas always great to, to spend some time with him and get his thoughts on things that are happening. And he is social. You can always find him at Eldorado2452 at Eldorado2452. You're not talking about your man. Big O. Big O showed up last night uh Talk about his game.
4: Yeah, I, I was extremely impressed. You know, it was a matchup nightmare last night for Draymond Green. Of course, he's a former Defensive Player of the Year. I believe he has one of the highest b- basketball IQs in which the game has ever seen. But he just—it was—it was bully ball last night with, with Big O when he was in the lineup and he was going right at Draymond. He was dominating him on the on the on the defensive rebounds. So it, it, he, although, well, you know, we, we marvel at Trey Young and what he does as far as uh, scoring and facilitating. I do think Big O was the player of the game or the most important piece of the puzzle last night to actually go ahead and get that victory because Steph and and Trey and, and, and Zante were kind of canceling each other out. But when Double O was in the game, that, that I was surprised, quite honestly, that Coach Kerr didn't put Looney in the game more, that he didn't have more minutes to kind of match Big O's size. But... Big O was extremely dominant, and Draymond had no answer for him all night long.
1: You want to see these guys make a move before the trade deadline?
4: No, I, you know, I I don't. I don't at, at this point because I, I really don't see a piece out there that can help the Hawks immediately win a championship. I would like to see this roster get more time to, to actually gel and, and flourish together. I know, that, you know, there were times this year where I said we should keep our eyes on, you know, the likes of a Draymond Green or something like that. But as we do approach the trade deadline and we get closer and closer to things, there's been no, none, none of the trade proposals or trade rumors have really intrigued me at all. There's no way in heck I would give up DeJounte Murray for anyone out there that we're we're hearing on, you know, as far as the NBA rumor mill is concerned, I would continue to let those two guys find a way to really flourish and get things going. So at this point of the season, I, I, I don't want to see them make any, any big moves. As far as trades are concerned, I would like to maybe see Kobe Buffkin get some more time. I would like to see Jalen Johnson continue to flourish. And I would just like to see these guys continue to gel uh, under, uh, you know, under the tutelage of Coach Quinn, as we do get closer and closer to so the all-star break and then playoff time. And I think our Hawks, if they can continue this this winning streak or continue to win, i say, at least two out of every three games, they can really creep back into that playoff picture. And once that happens, we know what you know Trey can do in the postseason.
3: Yeah. Uh, 16 minutes last night for DeAndre Hunter. Talk about that. I know they're trying to measure his minutes uh, as they bring him back. And he's the guy that really sets the tone for your defense when he's healthy. Um, but talk about just getting him gradually back into the mix and what that potentially means. For the team,
4: yeah, you know that 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 that's another piece that can be great for all. It's been, you know, kind of disappointing, I'll say, so far throughout DeAndre's career because the injury, injury bug has just kind of hindered him. And you know, when you're when you're selected in the top five in the NBA draft, you it's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And I I hate to continue to use this word when we talk about Dre, but just he still has so much potential. Really be essential to whatever the Hawks want to do moving forward. So it's great to see that he is finally turning that curve as far as the injury bug is concerned. But he still he'll be on a minutes restriction for the remainder of the homestand, and I think Coach Quinn will just kind of eat, continue to ease him in. But him coming off at of the bench the last few games, the last few games for Atlanta has been very productive. So I think that the guys as well as himself, you know, they're just pleased with what he's doing so far.
1: I got nothing else. Yeah. I mean, he he said everything I really wanted to hear from him. A, and a, I got something for him, though. Uh-oh. Because we reached out to our audience, and we're going to continue to. But if we haven't heard from anybody, I'm going to have Selah come on again. So I'm going to ask you this, Terrell. Does, yes, is, is she a football fan? Is she, she getting ready for the Super Bowl?
4: Uh, yes, and you, indeed. See, my, my babies, man, they love sports in general. She's even talking about the Atlanta vibe, volleyball team that's going. <laughs> she is, They love football. She needs to go check it, and check right out. Right now, it's kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take her up there for sure. Yeah. But this is kind of like the best of both worlds to her. We're big Kelsey fans, of course. Jason Kelsey being a Philadelphia e- Eagle. Oh yeah, I know that. And, like uh, Travis, I, I've I've had them watching. I actually I've been watching Patrick Mahomes since his days at Texas Tech, so they've seen him kind of flourish into the league. But she's a big Travis Kelsey fan. And now with him dating Taylor Swift, and she's a Swiftie, she enjoys listening to Taylor Swift music. It's just she I feel she sorry is, for you, cannot man. Cannot wait. <laughs> no, I feel sorry oh, for no,
1: you. <laughs> her tastes are now going to be going up in Christmas time. Now you got like what? You got ten months to to save up your money and buy one of them Taylor Swift coaches she's seeing her wear right now. Because <laughs> your daughter's gonna want one. I'm sorry, I stepped on what you were saying there, though.
4: Oh, uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. But, yeah, she, she's extreme. She's very much a football fan. Of course, you know the team in which they root for her. But um, she's looking forward to the Super Bowl, and I, I already know she's hoping that the Chiefs get it done.
1: Okay, so here's what I would like. I would like you to, if possible, now we may hear from a slew of our listeners who really weren't paying attention that we were offering this up to you and your 13-year-old or under relative. You know who who actually stepped up and said that they want, either going to talk to their daughter? Bo Johnson. Who's that? Okay. Oh, okay. our okay. old producer Bo. Yeah. Bo's. You know, he's got a daughter, and so he's like, she could do that. She. So I'm trying to get as many as we can. 13 and under. You want to come do a report. So have her ready with a report next week, and we're going to try and put her on here. Just like I said, just one minute. She can. She can dial it back a little bit from all the work she did last week, and it was beautiful. But if we don't get anybody else, I, w- I want Sailor to come back on, so she gets that second opportunity that she talked about, right?
4: Sounds good. Sounds right. good. I'll have I'll have it ready. She'll be in the bullpen ready.
1: You <laughs> ready to go? Uh, we, you and I, of course, we talk during the week, so I'll holler at you. But as always, Man Terrell, thank you. Thank oh, And A related story. You know what happened today, Sam?
3: Who's that?
1: Uh, Post Malone. He dropped his uh, latest album. His first album, his debut album, was released on this day. Really? Do you remember what it was called? No. White Iverson. Okay. So there's the tie in the basketball thing. Hey. Uh, <laughs> See, I was waiting for Terrell to jump up. I'm talking about Iverson. He's from Philly, the whole thing. It's basketball. And he let that fall through the cracks. <laughs> we'll check back with him next week. Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times. Up next, we are venturing into Noelle's world. Can't wait to see what's on her mind. That's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
2: There are people dying. Oh, when it's time to lend a hand to life.
1: Of, of course radio 92.9 the game 92.9 the game.com it is sam and greg on this sunday morning fourth day of february it's a grammy awards morning and throughout the show we have been giving you songs records of the year songs of the year all that got the grammy award and in some cases the album of the year but this is Noelle's World, 740. When we do the four-hour show, we're going to introduce you to our producer, let you know what is going through her mind, and she got a number of things happening. But uh, you will not find too many people who know about, more about sports than Noelle, but she's – we always say renaissance man. I don't know if that applies to women. But you got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things that you're interested in. And when I, when I first met you, the one thing that really did knock me off was that you told me that you were a country wrestling music fan. Like, I wouldn't have chosen that. I don't know why I wouldn't have, but I just didn't expect it. So again, you got layers. Anyway, it is time for
2: whatever's on your mind. Well, what is on my mind today is the Grammy Award winning song we just played. We are the world. Well, okay. Netflix gave us a great inside look of how all of that came together. And if you want to talk about a million balls in the air and limited time to get something done, ooh, we. Well, there's a lot of,
1: again, the. You, I, I always wonder if people know why that song was even made. I mean, you know what they were with the with the benefit of it was, but why did it happen? Right. And it happened on the heels of the guys in Europe. I mean, well, it was Europe because it wasn't just London, but it was the European stars who did it first. Right.
2: They yeah, know the Christmas, Christmas song. Yeah.
1: Well, do they know it's Christmas? And Eat and everybody from Boyd's... G- yeah. World. Yeah. Bono and, and 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 the funny thing and is wham. those guys weren't really as crazy famous as they became. Right. They weren't that cra- were crazy that crazy up. You two was wasn't, I mean they were famous. You I didn't think know George Michael by himself Michael, yet. It was wham. Yeah. Boy George. Yep. All of them. So Paul Paul Young. Go back and look at the list. But uh, so anyway, this I thought that thing was cool, but continue with the um the Netflix special. Your takeaways from it.
2: My number one takeaway is that Lionel Richie took full advantage of Michael Jackson not being here, and I think it is so funny. Wait, 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 wait. Took full advantage of who not being? Michael Jackson being here
1: to be interviewed. Oh, okay, I got you.
2: For the the documentary. Why do you
1: think he took full advantage of it?
2: Because I've read three books, one by Latoya, one by a Michael biographer, and one, I want to say it was... Jermaine Jackson's Baby Mama. But basically, all the books all the books conclude to Lionel Richie went home and did not write that song. And Lionel kind of tells you that in the documentary, but he doesn't use those words. But what Lionel tells you is... Well, hang on a second. Hang, I'm confused.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I thought you were going to go with the Stevie Wonder route. Mm-mm. Because they, the three of them were deputized by Quincy Yeah, they were supposed to be, right. And Quincy got Lionel first.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, My, Lionel calls Quincy. Well,
1: look, when, when, when him and, okay, well, it's actually the, the figurehead was Harry Belafonte. Uh,
2: yes. Yes. Right. Harry he, Harry starts he, the er, whole er, thing.
1: Uh, Belafonte and, uh, and then, uh, uh, we call it, um, oh, who else was it? Ken Cragen. Yes. Ken Cragen. So the point is the, the, the three of them, meaning Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, and Stevie Wonder were supposed to write the songs, right? As Lionel talked about there, though, mm-hmm. Stevie never called him back. Yes, so Stevie I, never called back. That's where I thought you were going mm-hmm. with that. But either way, it got written, and it was Michael. And oh Lionel. yeah, it got it got. Whether written. you want to believe those books or not,
2: but um, no, 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 it, it was Michael and Lionel, and, and Lionel. Does set it up exactly how it's played out in other books. It's just the framing that he used. Because okay. even other books say the same thing. They came, they, they came in. He worked with Michael. They sat down, and tried to write a song. It took a while, and right as it got started, Lionel kind of goes home, and Michael finishes up. But Lionel tells us the snake came out.
1: Yeah, in yeah. the documentary. Oh, that, yeah, that, and
2: then the, Lionel goes home. You know, folks need to just go watch that. Folks, so, but but, but that was yes, because uh, a, a a night at Havenhurst had to be very interesting okay. for Lionel Richie. That, that's what that sounded like. His night at Havenhurst. Havenhurst. Like, the 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 Jackson family. Compound. So I keep
1: thinking of the other one. What's uh, the the. Michael's house Neverland Neverland Yeah, Neverland.
2: Yeah see we okay. would still See this is right out the thrill So we still at home technically
1: <laughs> It's true That's true Alright so th- your whole thing Is about we are the world Yes And this song being put together
2: So yeah like it, it was just amazing To see the vocal composer Sit down and go Okay First of all It was amazing To get uh, Quincy Jones To go I know exactly who I need And what I need them to do Okay I need this particular Vocal arranger Because you're going to be able To figure out how to work With all of these voices Yeah
1: that's you you revisit how much Quincy Jones affected music in this country. And I'm not just talking about record artists. The 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 scores that he has done for TV shows and mm-hmm. movies and the people that have gravitated toward him. It wasn't I mean you don't hear that a lot with, 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 with artists of color back then. They had to reach out to people and knock on doors and all that. You Quincy's sitting at home and Frank Sinatra's calling him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he calling yeah. him. We heard what you can do with arrangements and blah, 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 blah. So his knowledge of how to put together a choir, mm-hmm. which is basically what he did. He put together a choir.
2: Yeah. And that's why right. I thought it was so funny when Lionel was like, there's this circle around the room where they're laying down names. And I'm like, yeah, th- those are the risers. Mm-hmm. Like, we we about to get real gospel in here because we don't have that much time or room. So we all going to sing together like a choir. The, Whoever uh, can't make it, just just stop singing.
1: Were you surprised at the people who weren't? Included in this?
2: Kind of. <laughs> like but you what? can kind of see why because it was like ninth hours. It was like whoever we can grab and get, we're going to get. But I thought the debate between Cyndi Lauper and Madonna was interesting because I think they got the exact right person Absolutely. on the song. Because you needed somebody with some personality. Because because the other interesting thing about We Are The World. You hear everybody's musical style and personality in those three little words they yeah. get to sing.
1: Um, when he, he mentioned Cindy Lauper, by the way, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 the Game, 92.9thegame.com. On this Grammy uh, Sunday, we're uh, we're in Noelle's world, and she is talking about we are the world. We are the world. Okay. Yeah. The, the the takeaway when she said Cindy Lauper reminded me of on this day, as a matter of fact. On this day. You know the movie Born Yesterday? Yeah. Won the Academy Award for, for Judy Holliday, and, and William Holden was in it. But Broderick Crawford, who plays the lead in this movie. Now, I don't expect a lot of you to know who these these people are. They're old-time actresses back in the day. But I will tell you this. Find Born Yesterday. Watch this movie. If you could imagine a movie being made back then that starred James Gandolfini or Tony Soprano and Cyndi Lauper. This is exactly who those two characters sound like. And by the way, the William Holden character would be like Bradley Cooper. Now think about those three people in a movie where Tony Soprano is being like a Tony Soprano character, kind of over the top. Look, Actually, a little Tony Soprano and Paulie Walnuts. That's who (laughs) (laughs) Broderick Crawford is in this movie. And Judy Holliday sounds and acts like you would think Cyndi Lauper would act. She won an Academy Award for this. It's one of those little tucked away kind of side movies that Mm -hmm. if you're changing the channel and you hear her talking and going at him, and he's just this big bear of an obnoxious guy who's just rich – and you go, you got to stop for a minute. and Go, what the hell is this? <laughs> so anyway, you mind when you said Cindy Lauper, I, I, I thought about that for a minute. But anyway, continue, my dear.
2: Yeah, it was very like to Boy, see I can't Sheila call her E. My dear, right? That's bad. To, right. to to see Sheila E. Get invited,
1: oh, and to see
2: her be excited, but also to see her sniff out the ulterior motives.
1: You, you know about that, Sam? Of what was going on there? No, Cindy was... Sheila E. Was brought there as a plant.
2: Yeah. They were so. Ch- well, we gotta set the scene. So she, so it's 1985. Sheila E. is fresh off the American Music Awards because all of this goes down the same night as the American Music Awards, which a, 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 used to be a movie. huge thing.
3: Has she done? Yeah,
2: she
1: had her life, her song "Something Life" or whatever. She had her glamorous hits. life. Glamorous life. Yes. And well, no, 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 she no, performs
2: no, no. it that, it that night.
3: night. Had she done? and she done the Magic Hour yet? I don't know.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> I, see that was you, a I see where you're going with that.
3: You do know what? You do know about the Magic Hour. You know, she Tell was everybody a, where the magic hour She was is. the band leader for Magic Johnson's late night show. Mm-hmm. That lasted how long? About a week. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so I don't know this was before or after the magic hour. But everything looked good. It looked great. When it came on, you know, yeah. she was on there with the band, Magic and nice suits and whatnot. And then oh my goodness. Yeah, well so she, it just
1: imploded. she was it, it, she she realized that she was there because the 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 voice that they really wanted on this. Well, Quincy Jones wanted Prince. Yeah. He also wanted to get Prince and Michael Jackson
3: in yeah. the same role. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That was really I understand,
3: I understand he tried that a, a, a couple of times, just tried to get them together for and, some And, and Prince knew what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so.
2: Well, and, and, and that battle's funny too because you see Prince and all his princeness at the AMAs receive his yep. awards. Yep. And a lot of that is to kind of troll Michael, but Michael's not even there. Michael's at AMA Studios. And all of this is because Michael took all the awards home when 99 came out and Thriller came out and Prince didn't get anything. So Prince was sitting there looking crazy. So when Purple Rain came out, he couldn't wait to rub it in Prince's, uh, to rub it in Michael's face only for Michael not to even be there. Wow. And then, then everybody's trying to get you to where Michael is to work on this charity event, but... It's, it's, it's and nobody realized people. how big it was going to be. Because Cindy Lauper tried to, tried to excuse her way out.
1: Yeah, they, uh, It's
2: not going to be well, a plus, hit. My manager said he don't want me to come. Yeah, I don't really. Wow. But she was like, I was just tired. I was plum tired.
1: I'm glad that there was one story. And remember I started talking about this the day before. Mm-hmm. And we were on the air here and I went down the rabbit hole. But I didn't go down far because I thought, hang on a second. I want to make sure I get this story correct. And then they did talk about it there and that was the Waylon Jennings exit.
2: Yeah. Do you just know what that
1: sound? So, here's what happened. There's there's a break there's many breaks during this recording of We Are the World. And there was a period of time where Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson realized we got nothing here as far as <laughs> as far as vocals, right? And they're all trying to come up with stuff. So, Stevie Wonder starts saying this phrase out loud to everybody. Okay, say this. And then he starts singing it. And they ask him, Stevie, what is that? And he goes, well, it means, it, it's something very positive. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, something Something is very positive, but it's in Swahili. Because remember, they're, they're raising money for Africa, right? Yeah. So Stevie Wonder comes up with this phrase that he knew, boom, right off the... And he tells everybody it's Swahili. So they're trying to get it, and everybody's having trouble with it, and you know, it's not working out right, and it's been late already, and they're into the... Well... Waylon Jennings had had enough. Okay, and and listen, this is not speculation. He literally said it while this this recorded here. Right, you know, ain't no country boy ever sang no Swahili. and it sounded just like that. I'm, I'm yep. not just saying that that yep. was his accent. And he got put his hat on, and it, he left. This is him. it. Exit stage left. So you see him in the video. Go back in the to mm-hmm. the video. You see him in parts of it, but at the end, when the chorus is there, Waylon's gone. <laughs> yeah. Way, Waylon is gone. And but a lot of that, it seemed like when you watched this video that there were a few people who were ready to walk because it went so far into the early mornings yeah. that they were just dog tired.
2: I'm surprised Bob Dylan made it. He looked so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, well, because he didn't know how to sing in the yeah. chorus. Bob Dylan was more of a talk. Exactly. You know, and he's Bob Dylan. Right. You know, but like he, he
2: knew what I, I like. I know what I do, but like, how do I fit in in this?
1: Yeah, and Quincy walked him through. He said, "We want you to sound like Bob Dylan and do it right." So they got him to do that. The the two that takeaways was Al Jarreau was drunk. Ooh boy! And they literally, if you go back and look at that, yes, they talked
2: about Dion honey. Warwick looked so irritated with
1: Al Jarreau. He was so mad at him. Y'all got to go look at this oh thing, my man. Goodness, he came God. in there lit right after. He the, was like He started toasted. drinking at the award show, and then by the time he got there, they couldn't get him to do that part. So when you look at this thing. And look at the Al Jarreau part. You can see how it's kind of dubbed together. That was the one thing, and then the other thing, Noel, was what you heard Diana Ross said at the end. Yes. Or what they said, Diana Ross was crying at the end. You know, Quincy and M. And she was the last person to leave. And they said that she
2: she said to them, "I just I just don't want it to be over." And and not only that, I think Diana really helped. As much as Lionel, because because Lionel was the gesture. Lionel was keeping all all the trains, all the tracks on the train. Like he was making sure it went the direction yeah. it needed to go. But Diana kind of broke the ice a bit and let everybody feel comfortable. Like when she, who I considered the most secure person in the room. Took her music to Daryl Hall and went, "Hey Daryl, I'm your biggest fan. Can you sign autograph. this?" <laughs>
1: Diana Ross wanted Daryl Hall's autograph. Wow!
2: And and it would take a Diana Ross or a Ray Charles or somebody to break that kind of because everybody else is kind of younger, their careers are starting, they yeah. they're they're getting their their place and their footing. And Diana, like, I'm Diana Ross, baby. Uh, can you sign this for me? <laughs> yeah,
1: and then that started everybody else signing everybody else's sheet music. But the the thing that was also cool in it during one of the breaks, Stevie Wonder broke into uh, Deo yeah. I Belafonte. And then well, it was every-
2: Al Jarreau. Oh, was it Al Jarreau? Yeah, but b- before he got too toasted. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: he came toasted. <laughs> but he started singing, you know, and, and then uh, they all sort of joined in and in tribute to him Started singing. Now think about that for a minute. Yeah, now you got everybody from Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, right. and Michael, and all them singing your your one big hit. I think that's <laughs> his biggest hit. But yeah, that that was that was a cool thing. So, all right, Noel, that was that. Thank you for that. Again, uh, yes. drive people. To, was it Netflix? Yes, Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a real. It's cool a good watch.
2: ninety minutes of your life. It's it's real fun. It's real lighthearted. It also reminds you of you know, doing something outside of yourself and for other people. And it's, it's, a, it's a good time.
1: As we move to the 8 o'clock hour, I want to remind you that we have got the Raheem Morris live press conference on Monday here live. 2 o'clock, I said live twice. At 2 o'clock, <laughs> uh, it's going to be Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot to let you know everything you need to know about the new head coach of at the Falcons. Folks are going to be asking questions. We're going to have a presence there. And if you can't get in front of a TV to watch it, we have it here live. Then, as if that wouldn't be enough, At 4.40, the new Falcons head coach, Raheem Morris, along with Terry Fontenot, will be joining Dukes and Bell. Right here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com.
0: All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.